It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. With me, as always, the New Hampshire redneck himself, Mr. Brian Bro. Here I am. And the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. And here I am. And I'm Mean Chet Martin. I don't think I mentioned that yet, so there you go. He's very mean. And there Watch he out for him. There he is. Fant- what a <laughs> there new he is. we got. Did you guys... <laughs> I, I'll come to... Uh, I'll come to Brian first. How about that? How about that State of the Union address by Joe Biden? That was compelling, wasn't it? Well, I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> oh wait, everything. Everything. <laughs> everything went about wrong. The Civil War there, CV. Did you watch it, CV? Well, out of one side of his mouth, he was talking up Middle America, while his hand was behind his back cutting our legs off. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's good at that. He's been doing that for a long time, actually. Maybe it not. was a very, it was a very uniting uh, <laughs> a state of the uni- union. I feel like the country is it has hasn't been any closer. Uh, it couldn't have been closer uh, over the over that speech than maybe the last. Oh, I don't know. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, he stole said, that speech know, from thanks. Trump, I guess, from uh, his administration. He tried. You saw so, old Marjorie Taylor got all yeah, uppity. I saw her. She was I saw she was her. out she was out the seat. She was out yeah. the seat. She got her fifteen minutes again. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm not enam- hugging, I'm no longer enamored was, with her. So No, after she was hugging on uh, McCarthy when he was when yeah. he was trying to get the speaker gavel. All right, guys, listen. We got a great show coming up. Alex Newman from the New American magazine coming by. We have Bob Swick come by. The third guest who I just put in was Hayward Gatch because he's uh, doing a project with an, it's it's called the Norwich, um, I can't think of it actually, but it's like an orchard that grows for community vegetables, nuts, berries, the whole nine. And um, it got Great, demolished. Great, the EPA will so shut them down. Him about that. They already did. <laughs> All right, so that's what we're talking about, kind of. All right, so I wanted to get into this though, because we talk about James O'Keefe enough on this show the chairman of Project Veritas, is now on paid leave with the organization's board, considering removing him from the leadership role, according to a report by the New York Magazine, claiming to have spoken to the current and former employees. The report states that Project Veritas employees were sent an internal message by the organization's executive director, Daniel Stack, which stated that O'Keefe, was taking a few weeks of well-deserved paid time off. The message was already seen by the outlet and later confirmed by a current employee at Project Veritas. The alleged message said that the company was in a distracting time, mentioning that two Project Veritas executives had been reinstated who were allegedly fired by James O'Keefe recently. Reports contacted O'Keefe via his personal cell phone, but the investigative journalist declined to comment or on the calls or text messages. Streck later released a statement saying that, like all newsrooms at this stage, Project Veritas Board of Directors and Management are constantly evaluating what the best path is towards and for the organization. There are 65-plus employees at Project Veritas dedicated to continuing the mission to expose corruption, said Streck. A different report claims that the third of the company's employees wrote an internal memo claiming that O'Keefe had been particularly mean to workers. Employees allegedly felt publicly humiliated by O'Keefe, suffering through what was described as public crucifixions. Describing Project Veritas' current environment with this saying the beatings will continue until more improvements are made, say one employee. According to the report, the employees have, have odd claims ranging from polygraph tests, that's a little weird, spitting and all the way down to food food stealing. The reports remain unverified, however. New York Magazine reports that a source inside the company, Project Veritas, is divided 
Between board members and employees, the board is allegedly dissatisfied with O'Keefe's management, while the group of employees remain loyal to the founder. Project Veranas has not replied to a request for a comment. I got that from the Blaze. So um, I'll go to Brian first. Brian, we've been covering James O'Keefe for a long time. Uh, I've always had a lot of respect for him. You know, he's a guy that uh, exposes a lot of bad things, in, including child sex trafficking, amongst many, many other things. And he he seems to be the type of conduit that brings those shadows out into the media. What do you think about this? Uh, is this a hit from the left? Do you, do you think this is something else besides what they're saying here in this report? Uh, I'll just I'll 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 put it right online. Project Veritas is compromised by George Soros or someone like Klaus Schwab or someone of that ilk because he's exposing um, what they're doing. <laughs> he's exposing sex trafficking. He's exposing uh, abortion uh, clinics. He's exposing the fact that they're selling baby body parts. He's exposing all these different things. Um, he's he, the most recent thing. He exposed that the fact that they were they were performing gain of function research on these um, on these vaccines. Um, and and they were doing so behind the people's back, and and the and that came from Pfizer. So I mean, he has he he he's got a lot of enemies. Let's put it that way. And so, do I think that Soros, with the amount of money, or Klaus Schaub with the amount of money, or uh, you know the the Rockefellers or whoever that you want to come up with, has the money to pay off board members to? oust james o'keefe absolutely uh tv he's also exposed the 1619 curriculum recently there was video that was put out of a uh, principal in connecticut saying that we don't hire unless the uh the employee the employer sees that the employee will run with their narrative these are it, it might it might seem like a little something but that is where it all starts. You got to get through this. And the communists will tell you this. It starts at the school level. My personal opinion is that the FBI infiltrated the board of Veritas and caused division because that is what they do. They say it on their own website that they are a counterintelligence agency rather than an intelligence agency. So they, their whole game is to smear the right and they, they had recently raided O'Keefe's home and arrested him and all that stuff. And, yep. um, and some of his employees wanted to, uh, you know, back away from all that. And he called one of them, uh, a guy named Spencer, a pussy in Vegas. And, uh, and uh, all right, th that's going to happen. You know, when you're working with people closely, you're going to have little arguments. I mean, I grow up. Grow a backbone, you know what I mean? So, I mean, we fight all the time on this show. I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, I definitely we're all think... mean in general, though. So. I think it was the FBI, and how do I know that? Because look at the results. Yeah, absolutely. I think you and Brian are probably both right in both uh, the blame game for whatever uh, they're going to decide with Mr. O'Keefe. I hope they keep him around. Um, it's a litany of a list of everything that he has covered, as Brian said, going all the way back to the baby body parts, that disgusting ghoul that was inside Planned Parenthood saying that's how they get their Lamborghinis, if you remember that one. Um, they've, they're the ones that actually came, and if you guys remember this too, they're the ones that it, uh, exposed Ralph Northam, Governor Northam of the Blackface. That was oh, another yeah. big one. So Project Veritas... Some people don't know what it is, but it's pretty big. I mean, it's pretty big stuff, Brian. And uh, I, I, I think it would be unfortunate to lose it. I think if I think they're a bunch of idiots. If they let go of James O'Keefe, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance with a new company, and he will put Bro Project Veritas under. That yeah. could be interesting, CV. That what Brian said right there is something I haven't thought about. That could be interesting. It could be a open door for James O'Keefe, maybe it'll turn out be being a good thing. Yeah, you can call it clandestine America or something like that. Um, clandestine? Yeah. 
But uh, uh, if you're if you're on the right, don't use clan in anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that for the left. The uh, the shareholders or the supporters of Project Veritas sent uh, via a an attorney, obviously, uh, yeah. wrote up a, a cease and desist letter that they cannot. It's, it would be illegal to fire James O'Keefe and change the direction of Project Veritas when so many people have invested in it for the organization and for its goals and agenda and its mission that it is. Yeah. We need to bring back blanket parties in this country. (laughs) (laughs) Every board member. (laughs) All right, right, listen, we're going to go. Speaking of the FBI, the next topic is going to be aligned with the FBI influencing social media. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Freedom on Deck, 94.9. News now and stimulating. deck 94.9 news now and stimulating talk uh, coming up next alex newman it's been a while it's going to be great to have alex back on two guests after that and then we round the show up okay guys uh former top twitter executives who censored the hunter biden laptop story in advance of the 2020 presidential election admitted on wednesday that it was wrong to do so the story published by the new york post was accurate and the laptop's incriminating contents were real its suppression by social media companies, including Twitter, may have helped Joe Biden get elected. Reams of evidence presented at the hearing revealed how the FBI worked in concert with Twitter to kill the story. The committee subpoenaed James Baker as a key witness. He once served as general counsel for James Comey's FBI, but then joined Twitter several months before the election. How convenient. Baker, you'll recall, is instrumental in pushing the Russian collusion hoax in a lawless effort to drive Donald Trump from office. During the hearing, Baker falsely portrayed himself as the voice of reason who urged caution in censoring the story. Internal emails and other documents disclosed as part of the Twitter files show the opposite is true. He dismissed the laptop and hacked and the contents as fake while arguing in a favor of killing the story. Unlike Baker, the company's head of trust and safety, Yoel Roth, was Far more candid in his testimony, when asked if he believed that the laptop was Russian disinformation, he replied, I didn't then and I don't now. When the story emerged on October 14th of 2020, Roth argued that it did not violate any of Twitter's policies and should not be censored, but he was overruled by executives above him. That's when Baker played an instrumental role. Um, There's more to go on this. This is by Greg Jarrett. It's on foxnews.com. If anybody wants to go and read up on it, it's from February the 9th. uh, Greg Jarrett, Fox News. All right, so this Mr. Baker, Brian, um, this is the part that you got to love about this. They're all eating each other now. Obviously, that's happening in these hearings. And I got to tell you, man, Jim Jordan's the man. He he really does. I, I like him more and more every day. But uh, it, it's good to watch some of these leftists eat each other and leave each other out to dry. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you. Another one besides Jim Jordan is uh, is Congressman Higgins. Higgins yeah. tore them a new one he did, this yeah. week. And, and it was fantastic to see. And, you know, and, and listen... They're saying the right things. And, you know, and Higgins said it. He said, he said, this isn't the worst part. He said, next mm-hmm. is the arrests. And that's right. coming, he said. So, that, I mean, they are on their heels. Because, let's face it, we've seen this about a week ago that we had the FBI agent who was running the Russian, well, who I shouldn't say running, but was a part of the Russian collusion, was one of the investigators on the Russian collusion, whole mm-hmm. Trump fiasco, got charged with Russian connections. 
Okay, yeah. um, that just happened, and 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 then you have the you have FBI involved with Twitter and directly telling Twitter to suppress these stories before the 2020 election. So you have the FBI is involved, Twitter is involved. You have FBI agents being charged, you know, federally. What I mean. When do the arrests come? That's what I want to know. I mean, I know Higgins is saying it's going to happen, but when will it happen? And, and, and CV, you know, that other interesting part of all this, if you look at what's happening with the documents they're finding inside Joe Biden's homes and inside the closets and under the bed in the Corvette, yeah. uh, they, they suppress those stories, too, right before the 2022 uh, elections. So they haven't learned a lesson, that's for sure, and they continue to do it. This is also evidence of their rigging the 2020 elections. So Donald Trump was right. They did rig the elections because Mm -hmm. the uh, government agencies, the DOJ, the FBI, and so forth, were involved in social media shaping the narrative and and who was allowed to be heard and who was not allowed to be heard, which is totally unconstitutional. This is less about social media companies than it is about our corrupt agencies in our own government. And these people must be held to account and they must be prosecuted and they must see jail time because this is one of the biggest scandals that we've ever seen when you think about it, Uh, the the scope of it. And uh, the the Democrat uh, colleague, I don't remember what his name is, but he had this bandana on his head and he was saying the same old arguments Private companies have the right to uh, allow what they want to be heard on their own platform because it's a private company. No, you butthole. They were working with the government. (laughs) They were working with the government. It's not a private company when you work with the government. And I've been saying this for years. It seems like everybody missed it when when, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and the head of Google all said they were working with government agencies. And so Great. don't call them a private company because they're not. They shouldn't be. They should be, but they're not. They weren't. Great point that you're absolutely right. You know, this could also show that what else are they hiding? I mean, what else is going to come about? Well, I'm yeah. sure we'll see plenty, Brian, but the but the bottom line is they already rigged the election. And I, and I agree with CV. They rigged it in more ways than one. Right. And it seems that anybody involved with what they did should be uh trialed to the hilt but it's probably not going to take place in our lifetime i don't know yeah i mean the only thing that i would disagree with cv on is um they they shouldn't receive jail time they should receive yes. a noose <laughs> in, in in a public square i mean yes, listen, yeah, you know, you i could, disagree with myself you know, also I mean, Listen, yeah. there, there was one bl- there was one bl- there was one blameless man who was ever uh, killed for doing nothing and that was sinless. And that was Jesus Christ. Right. So yeah. the, 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 these evil pieces that, of garbage and that, could, you that like- could do these things to not only to Americans, but they're doing these things globally. Let's face it. I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're acting abroad. They're acting at home. These people need to face the the justice system and if they are found to be treasonous and they are found to have committed treason they should face the penalty of treason and whether or not you like him or not the reason that the democrats became so up in arms when elon musk took over twitter and bought twitter and you had uh, Pocahontas screaming, he can't just do that himself and just take over because now it's going to... And, you know, the, the crazy thing about all of that is for any of you good liberals out there that uh, got upset about Elon Musk, why? He's not taking anybody down. He's not. Yeah. The only thing he was doing was reinstating people that didn't do anything wrong. That's, That's right. what they were mad about. They were mad that they couldn't rig it anymore. That shows you yeah. exactly what kind of people they are. The FBI How should be I, yeah. dismantled uh, forthwith because they have their dirty little paws in every social issues where they have no uh, purview into. Uh, I'm talking about the... Uh, Parents uh, confronting school boards. I'm talking about abortion clinics where people across the street praying silently in their head and still being arrested. 
I'm talking about uh, I, the Twitter, the social media, and uh, uh, framing Donald Trump. It goes on and on and on. And, and uh, that's why I think they were involved in the James O'Keefe affair. Because this is what they do. They get, in, they get involved January, in Jan- every little thing. And January 6th. Yeah, we all January know 6th. Big, big, big time with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the th- I mean, listen. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the, the FBI blew out of control. Once Bush and Obama came in, they, they took all the restrictions off. It became a, uh, not a law agency. It just became basically like the, uh, the Schwami just watching you. And if you do do anything wrong, Brian, lock you up. That's all. If they don't agree with us, lock them up. What's the difference between the CIA and the F- FBI? Nothing. Not, not much. Well, the, Nothing. The, the They're CIA both corrupt. Supposed to be, well, the CIA is supposed to be international yeah. and the FBI is supposed to be domestic. Mm. They're and they're supposed corrupt. to tell me that the Department of Justice, <laughs> that the but Department the, of Justice is going to look into this stuff. Give me a break. And the yeah. and the FBI are acting like they're higher than the President of the United States. They they've raided Donald Trump. They've raided uh, Joe Biden. They and they're raiding uh, and they're and they're and they're raiding uh, Mike Pence's house right now. Of course, they had not any. any of his, any uh, gay lovers in his closet? Did they find any of those? But here's the thing, I'm sure gentlemen. They did. That's and this why is what every <laughs> this is what every American should ask themselves: If the FBI is corrupt and the CIA is corrupt, what about the Department of Homeland Security? What about oh, you know oh, the NIH? Yeah. What about you yep. know what I mean? Like that tells you the that EPA. our government, our government is so corrupt that it is time for us to shed off this government, like the Constitution says that we are obligated to do. Absolutely. All right, we got Alex Newman on the line. Then it'll go Award Gatch, and then we got Bob Swick, and then we're back. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck 949 News Down Stimulator. You're coming to me with that soulful look on your face. You're coming looking like you never ever done one wrong thing. So many fantastic colors. I'm feeling a wonderland Many fantastic colors Makes me feel so good Welcome back to Freedom on Deck. 94.9 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line, we have the president of the Liberty Sentinel Incorporated. He's a correspondent and senior ed- editor for the New American Magazine, contributor to the Epic Times, World Net Daily, among many others. We've had him on the program before. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Alex Newman. How are you doing, Alex? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Chet. I know you're featured on the series for Fox News, a program called The Misinformation of America. There's uh, two parts so far, and it's about the sexualization of children, the indoctrination, the dumbing down. Those are a few of the things that you talk about here. Are they implementing curriculum right now that's doing that? They've been doing that for a very long time, actually, Chet. This is uh, this is not a new development. Uh, they have been sexualizing children for decades. They have been indoctrinating children for decades. They have been dumbing down children for generations. And uh, it's only getting worse. It's becoming more and more radical, uh, more and more dangerous. And at this point, I regard it as potentially the most serious existential threat to our nation, our families, our churches, and our liberties. Whenever you bring this up in front of a, I'm just going to say a leftist, okay, or maybe a liberal, uh, they say that it's not. The curriculum's not there. Fox News is lying to you. Co- uh, conservatives are lying to you. And if you're not going to go somewhere for it with Fox News, go to the New American. Look at what Alex does. He he will show it a- as it is. Now, 
Now, are they just so good at lying, Alex? So when the doors close, your children go in there, then they start the indoctrination. And from what I understand, uh, at a lot of stories I've been hearing, telling the kids not to share the curriculum with their parents, why would they do that? Yeah, they, they they for a long time tried to hide this from parents. In fact, during COVID, some jurisdictions even ordered parents to sign promises and contracts that they would not watch the garbage that they were pumping into the family home through the laptop. Um, pretty embarrassing. But, uh, you know, for a long time, they did try to hide this from parents. At this point, uh, they're almost at like where they don't even care. Like, yeah, we're I sexualizing know. kids. Yeah, we're forcing them to watch drag queen shows. What are you going to do? That's a good that's a good point. You know, over in Connecticut, we actually had a principal and I don't remember the uh, district off the top of my head, but Project Veritas caught him on tape saying, "Well, we don't hire Christians or conservatives because they won't fit they don't fit our agenda and they won't promote it." Um, I'm sure you've seen the video. It kind of seems like these folks are hatching a plan, and that's a weird way to look at it, but it really is. They're they're saying can't hire him. He's a Christian conservative. Go for somebody on our side or even more to the left than us. And uh, and that's how we'll do our hiring. It, it's just absolutely maddening. Yeah, it is. And, and they do openly discriminate against Christians nowadays. In, in fact, they're doing everything they can to force Christians out um, in our homeschool community here where I live. We had uh, a lot of public school teachers, uh, you know, they, they know enough uh, not to send their children to the government's brainwash camps. You know, they, they wouldn't be caught dead with their children in the institutions that they're teaching in. And um, we even saw this here. I live in a very conservative uh, school district in a pretty conservative state. Uh, Republicans absolutely dominate everything here. Every statewide, every countywide office uh, here is held by a Republican. And um, they were forcing uh, and, and several of my friends had to resign over this. They were forcing the teachers to promote these LGBT videos to their first period classes that were glorifying bisexuality and transgenderism and uh, normalizing and encouraging homosexuality and fornication. And these, these teachers said, look, I, I can't do that. So, well, then you can't teach here. So uh, it's at the point now where they're openly trying to remove uh, conservatives and Christians from within the bureaucracy. And, you know, I almost feel bad for the, the progressive teachers. They're so naive. They're so dumb and gullible. They think that um, this is going to stop once they bounce at all the Christians and the conservatives. They don't realize that they are next on the chopping block. Uh, there is a plan right now, and I've seen the documents. Uh, they intend to turn whatever teachers remain within the system into basically glorified babysitters. They want the kids doing all their quote-unquote schoolwork on these uh, tablets and uh, devices that are going to be able to much more effectively condition them uh, in terms of psychological and behavioral conditioning. Uh, and also, they aren't going to have any moral scruples about teaching anything horrible. And that also are going to have the ability and do have the ability to capture incalculable amounts of data on every single child, on their attitudes, on their beliefs, on their knowledge base, on their interests. And, uh, you know, I've got the documents from the U.S. Department of Education talking about this stuff. They talk about how they're going to use all this data gathered from these machines to uh, predict the future behaviors, values, beliefs, outcomes of these children, uh, and they think that's going to be more effective in their central planning. And so all these progressive teachers who are cheerleading the, the removal of Christians from the classroom uh, are going to find themselves basically in the same boat here in the not-too-distant future if this continues, and they don't even realize it. Alex Newman on the line with us. He's the president of Liberty Sentinel Incorporated. Alex, the sexualization of our children uh, it, a, a, as you said, the drag queen story time, there's just such bizarre things going on. And the thing that disheartens me is when I look into some of the stories, and I do, we cover them on Freedom on Deck whenever we can, whenever we find out about them, if we can find out about them. It seems like only you and a handful of others really put the real news out there. But, but with a lot of these kids, their parents are bringing them there. I mean, this is the insanity of it all, Alex. Yeah, it is. And, you know, there are now legislative efforts to um, try to hold um, idiot parents accountable and to try to hold these uh, disgusting organizers of these uh, highly sexualized, highly perverted uh, grooming sessions for children accountable. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But, um, you know, they, they mocked us for saying that there was a slippery slope here. You know, I'm sure people remember um, – 
like prior to 2003, uh, sodomy laws were still in place. And, uh, you know, prior to that, oh, we, you know, we just don't want to go to jail for, for having homosexual sex. Okay, that's that's cute. Then the next step was, oh, now we just want to be married. No, now we just want children. Oh, now we just want you to bake our cake. Now you're going to lose your job if you won't use whatever stupid pronouns we come up with. And now we're going to force your children to watch perverted sex acts. And if you try to interfere, we're going to take you to jail. So obviously this is moving very rapidly. And I hope folks are paying attention because it's not going to stop here if these people are not stopped and they need to be stopped but if they are not um hell is basically the final destination is this pure evil people have been and i've seen some stories are these people in to destroy us are they serving a higher master alex well, as a Christian, I believe what the Bible teaches, and I believe the Bible actually explains perfectly what's going on here. In fact, uh, several times in the New Testament, Satan is referred to as the god of this world. Uh, and, you know, we don't want to misunderstand that. Uh, Satan is not god. He's not a god. He's not a legitimate counterpart to god. But uh, the bulk of the people on this planet, uh, and they're now openly coming out of the closet, even in our once Christian society, uh, are either deceived or willingly following uh, the prince of darkness, so the prince of the power of the air. In fact, First uh, John chapter 5 talks about the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, and uh, that's becoming more obvious every day. I mean, just look at the disgusting filth uh, called Grammys, where they had an openly satanic uh, display. I couldn't believe that. That was right? sickening, Alex, for real. I mean, how, how do they put that on TV and not expect us to get upset? Yep. And, and so, you know, I'm actually happy that this is happening. You know, a lot of people are upset. I think this is good. I think we need to have a moment of reckoning. Americans need to be confronted with the fact that this comes out of the pit of hell and that they will not stop unless and until they are forced to stop. Um, you know, the Bible talks about the purpose of government is to punish evil. Uh, at this point, the government has completely reversed that. They are now trying to punish the good and promote and protect the evil. And so unless and until people recognize this, and things like the Grammys will help people to recognize this, we're not going to be able to put a stop to it. So the more they come out of the closet, the more decent people will be shocked. The more decent people will decide to get involved. The more decent people will pull their children out of these brainwash camps and turn off the idiot box called the television. Um, and that's good news. Alex, you know, one of our, and Alex Newman on the line with us, uh, one of our longtime guests is openly gay. Uh, he used to do a radio show. It was liberal. And one day he just kind of woke up and, and uh, through one of our contacts, he said that he was going to be supporting Donald Trump. And this was before 2016. You, the, the reaction from the people that had once followed him, every name in the book, they completely threw him under the bus. Uh, they basi basically tried to obliterate the guy, I guess in a sense socially, but if you don't step in line with everything they say, they turn on you in a dime, don't they? They do. And, uh, and, and everything they say gets more and more extreme with every passing minute, right? We just talked about the slippery slope. Uh, we were ridiculed for even suggesting that there was a slippery slope. Great discussion, Alex. Alex Newman. Alex, tell everybody where they go and check you out. Hey, thank you so much. So my personal website is libertysentinel.org. I'm senior editor over at The New American. For the folks who aren't subscribed yet, you should be. Go to thenewamerican.com. Uh, at the very least, you can sign up for the free daily emails to get the important news of the day. Thank you so much for having me on the program. I really appreciate it, Chad. Alex, thank you, and we'll get you back on. You always do a wonderful job. God bless you. There's a lot more show to go here on Freedom on Deck, Fox News Radio. It's nature's way of Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. The one and only Mr. Hayward Gatch. Everybody knows him, calls into Lee. So I've been keeping up with the Fort Trumbull Memorial Orchard, created in 2005. I think some of the listeners uh, know of it because of you. But I want you to tell the story of this, this orchard because they're knocking it down in the process I want you to let the listeners know what the orchard is about, who was there, and why it's being demolished right now as we speak. 
Sure. So just one quick point of clarification. The neighborhood that used to exist in this space, the Fort Trumbull neighborhood, was demolished in 2005. Uh, and, and what happened is they it went all the way up to the Supreme Court because the argument was you can't use eminent domain for the gains of a private corporation, in this case, primarily Pfizer. They were trying to expand at the time and needed a place to do so. And they decided that this working class neighborhood had to go. Um, so previously, you could use eminent domain to expand a, a highway or a hospital. You had to demonstrate some kind of public good in order to offset the uh, the cost of having someone be removed from their home. And the Kilo case, uh, it sort of was a landmark in saying you can now use uh, eminent domain for a corporate benefit, in this case, the benefit of Pfizer. And to add insult to injury, once this entire neighborhood was demolished, the tax breaks for Pfizer uh, expired and most of the place remained undeveloped for about 15 years. So it just was, uh, you know, this huge landmark case, this pretty big um, step in what people might think of as, as a corporate dominated society that may threaten us all. And then it just became nothing. They didn't even use it. it it's it's like, you know, you, you go in and hunt uh, an animal and then just take the horn and throw the thing in, in the in the river. You know, it's, yep. it's 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 waste on top of something that you can argue was not an ethical thing to happen. So right around 2016 or 17, my uh, my group started utilizing that land to cultivate food for our community aid efforts. So we started uh, planting uh, potatoes, onions, fruit trees, berry plants like strawberries, blueberries, that kind of thing. Uh, we had apple trees, pear trees, peach trees, plum trees, uh, autumn olive trees, a couple of different types of nut trees, and uh, some non-food uh, bearing trees as nitrogen fixers to help re-nutrify um, re the soil. Because, you know, this place used to be a neighborhood. It's not the best soil on earth. But to us, this seemed like a way to claim back this this stolen wasteland for the community good. You know, it's not as if we're taking something that is actively being used and you know it was on the edge of con being considered abandoned by most people in the community which is largely why for over five years now we've had this project growing and the trees are getting bigger and the soil's getting better we're getting more and more food coming from this place every year basically the idea was is we wanted to create a space where people can have food because as you probably know chet Food is expensive. Yes, it and is. And it seems to be getting more expensive. Yes, and, you it know, is. You can, you can certainly point to our dear friend Biden when talking about inflation and things getting worse and worse. So for me, even outside of my um, rebellious political tendencies, it's just a good idea to have food be accessible. And, you know, we can talk about this in a number of ways, but like local sourcing is so important. You know, we got this idea that we need to have all of our sourcing be centralized or God forbid, centralized overseas somewhere. And when times get tough, that breaks down and a lot of people fall through the cracks. So in a space where we have a whole lot of nothing, we thought we would create a whole lot of something that would have the potential to help everyone. And to give you an idea of what trees can produce, I found a pear tree in the woods of Rhode Island with my wife a few years ago, and we harvest it every year. And we get 70 pounds of pears twice a year because different parts of the tree ripen at different times. So about 140 pounds of pears per year wow. just off of one tree. So if you start to extrapolate what becomes possible when you normalize this kind of thing, when you start to utilize unutilized space for local food production, there's really no downside. And that um, that good public will, despite the fact that, you know, technically our group is sort of considered a gang, um, you know, we we really try to do the kind of stuff that even though it's not technically allowed, it is trying to push forward a world that we would prefer to live in and helping people. And well, so well, who, well, who decided that they wanted to knock it down? First of all, uh, I'm guessing it's. Um the politicians but uh sure. did they give you did they give you ample time to know that they were intending on as what we were saying bulldozing the area and destroying everything yeah and and so this is very important 
to the local politics of New London. You know, folks that listen to Lee's show might remember Marty Olson talking about how things in New London can get um, kind of muddy with the bureaucracy of things. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been trying to develop that land since the Pfizer deal fell through, and they always fail because there's some kind of a, a, a tax dispute or the city council isn't isn't for it or there's a floodplain uh, adjustment that the builder doesn't want to have to deal with and so basically this project has been under threat since we started it and we took the the calculated risk of saying okay this has nothing's happened in 15 years at that point it's entirely possible that nothing might happen for another 15 years we don't know and so if we are wrong then we run the risk of having this place destroyed. If we are right, then we have created a, a, a self-sustaining ecosystem that can drop food on people without them having to pay their hard-earned money for the privilege of eating. So for us, it was a calculated risk, and it's one we uh, have and will take again. You know, So they started to have a big push toward development in recent months and a lot of the lots were sold to a different developer and this is a big change because previously it was owned by uh, renaissance community development association which is the rebranding of new london development council after the kilo case they kind of wanted to rebrand so everyone would kind of forget what they did um and so this was owned by them for a long time but they just sold it to a new company who in a demonstration of good faith is trying to say we're actually serious this time we're going to develop it and in this particular lot they want to put a community center which gets into the sort of difficulty of any sort of resistance to that right if they're putting up a a giant corporate office complex it's much easier to say well this is ridiculous but the 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 very shrewd thing about putting in a community center is it looks really bad if you say no i don't want a community center i want the trees that i planted illegally so Basically, our only strategy was to um, wait to see what bureaucracy was able to vomit forth. And in this particular case, um, we got a tip about a week ago that someone in the zoning department uh, said that the orchard would be destroyed. But this is probably our uh, 10th threat of it being destroyed by both government folks and by uh, third party people who didn't like our activity. And so eventually the thing gets the thing gets uh, knocked down just a couple of days ago. The groundskeeper that was uh, making that space his home had been displaced. Uh, so the whole thing's fenced all over the place. All the trees have been destroyed. Um, but tell you what, we've planted lots of other places. Good. We don't put all our eggs in one basket. Where's the um? And this is just for myself. I'm trying to picture it in my head. Is it? Can you see it from the highway? Is it is it by stores? Is it in the middle of the woods? What is this? Yeah, so it, it it's right next to the actual place of Fort Trumbull, the actual fort itself. Okay. There, it was a, there was a neighborhood around it, and it's now endless uh, expanses of vacant lots. Okay, so I can picture it better now. They come and they're they're bulldozing it. It's been done, right? They they took everybody's possessions with them too. Uh, well, actually, I was able to uh, to sneak in under cover of darkness, hop the fence and get into the house and liberate all of the stuff. And uh, so his possessions are safe. Uh, his house will have to be rebuilt. I was unable to take the house because the fencing was uh, <laughs> preventing me from getting to it yeah. with the truck. Um, yeah. But yeah, his, so he didn't lose all of his stuff at the very least, which is nice. Um, but, you know, like we said, it's the calculated risk you take for this sort of stuff. Are you going to build in the same area or are you going to move? Uh, we have other spots very near that that already have trees in place. Um, right. they, don't don't say too much. So I won't I won't say too much. But, but I'll tell you what we got in the newspaper quite a few times for this. Um, we're not unknown to the, to the good. Local you, listen, and and this is the reason I brought you on. It, you're you're feeding people. I mean that's the bottom line. If it's not being utilized, I don't see any reason they should knock it down. And and if they if they knock it down and don't do anything with it, that'll just show me that these people are just very bad people, and they're only interested in the almighty dollar. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if this development falls through, we'll be waiting in the wings with seeds and ham. Everybody, that was one and only Hayward Gatch. Freedom on deck, 94.9 News now and stimulating talk. Don't go anywhere. Schnee, auf dem wir alle Talplatz fahren Kind, halte jedes Kind, jetzt das Kind erlebt Berlin, er dumm oh, oh, oh. Schau, schau, der Kommissar geht um
Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line with us, you can go check them out. I do every week. It's at swickspeak.blogspot.com. I'm talking about Bob Swick. Uh, first of all, what did you make of Joe Biden's uh, wonderful address? I mean, it's just so pathetic to, to, to listen to this man make a speech. It's, it's just not even funny anymore. And, I, you know, he's delusional in what he comes up with. But one point I have to make that is really bothering me to no end is is the Democrats' insistence that the Republicans are going to undo Medicare and Social Security somehow. And if you are on Social Security or if you're on Medicare or whatever, nothing's really going to happen to you. It's well, future gener- future generations that basically are going to be retiring later and later on life and getting less and less per month from their quote-unquote Social Security. The program is bankrupt as it is. It really needs some some uh, tinkering to to make it more functional for 2023. It's never going to happen, but you know it's still ground over and over again that the Republicans are going to do something with it. The Democrats have done more damage to Social Security than the Republicans ever will. And every time they have this sort of um, trope, or or they they tar- they try to stick it to the Republicans, it seems like every time the Democrats get into power. They're na- never able to fix anything they whine about. It doesn't seem seem they're able to do that, Bob. Right. I mean, they you know anything that that they they dislike right away. It's the Republicans' fault. They've been in power for the past two years. They've created all the economic issues and social issues we have in our economy right now. For him to make the statements he made in the State of Union address, and again in his, in a in a delusional way, was utterly ridiculous. And I got a, a, a real quick comment. Governor Sharon Sanders out of Arkansas, her, her rebuttal was phenomenal. And it just told it like it is. The it Democrats, was. Democrats want to control you. The Republicans want you to have freedom. And that, that's all you need to know. Now, let's get into your latest article from February 4th. You did a fantastic job. It's called Some of the Horrific Connecticut Democrat Legislative Bills for 2023. And I'm glad you uh, you went right to the well with this one. An act concerning guidelines for the reporting and enforcement of online harassment of state and municipal elected officials. Now, I said to you before, Bob, before we started recording, I think the Democrats are trying to push this through so concerned citizens simply can't question the laws on the books and can't question their elected leaders. And that's basically what it comes down to, because they're, they're really using the term harassment in, in, in a very, very generalized way, which to me, anytime anyone makes a statement criticizing an elected official, whether it's online or personally, through an email, through a phone call, they can invoke this bill, which is proposed bill 6410, I believe, and it is going to be a nightmare for common citizens to basically question what their elected officials are doing. I and mean, it makes no sense whatsoever to me. So in essence, it's eliminating your freedom of speech to criticize guilty of this law. And what are the consequences of being guilty of the law? I really don't know because it's, it's still not further explained uh, as far as the bill is concerned, I couldn't find any more information to what are the repercussions. Are you going to go to jail? Are you going to be uh, eliminated from social media? Uh, are you going to be fined a penalty? We don't know that. We have no idea. So, I mean, it's such an incoherent bill. It's not even funny. I can't even believe they would bring something like this up. And um, and you don't think it's going to pass, correct? I, I do not think it's going to pass. I'm scared, though, that they would have the audacity to even bring this up. And it just shows to me how out of touch with real with reality the Democratic Party in Connecticut has become that if looking at any of the laws I talked about in this in this blog, I cannot believe they would want to do these things to the people of the state of Connecticut. And uh, it's just ridiculous, in my opinion. I'm looking through uh, recommendations of Vision Zero Council you have up here. Uh, what what other what other bills really concern you aside from the one we just well, went over? There, there's one major one which uh, State Senator Looney out of New Haven has introduced uh, that if you are riding a motorcycle 
and you don't have a helmet, your body parts are going to be reclaimed by the state and given out. Now, I, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be a lawyer, but I know enough about law that your remains, when you pass away, go to your next of kin. So if you're a man, you die, you're married, your wife claims your body because she is the next of kin. If you don't have a wife, you have children, the children claim it, so on and so forth. But in this bill, Martin Looney and the Democratic Party will claim your body and if you don't have that helmet on, it has to be determined at the time of accident, apparently, that you do not have a helmet on, you do not have rights to your body anymore because you did not have a helmet. And I, and I am just I am just shocked again. What about the family? The fa- I mean, it, if, somebody, if somebody goes out on the road without a helmet and they die, the family doesn't have the rights to the body anymore? That's so crazy. I mean, his last name is Looney, Bob, but still, this is, in- this is insane. Yeah, it, it, it is insane. And something like this never should even reach the point where the bill proposal is made. It's just showing Senator Looney is telling the people of the state of Connecticut he's in charge, the Democratic Party's in charge, either you abide by the helmet law or when you die, you lose your 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 legal right to anything in your death, and and how he could possibly do that is beyond me. And it's sickening, sickening that he's not being called out for this particular law. Real quick, Bob, I want to go back to the um, the first legislation we were talking about with the harassment of elected officials. The concern to me is that they're floating it out there, and that's what the Democrats do. They float it out there. They show. They always show their hand. They show you what they want to do to keep it in the back of your mind. I think if they know it's not going to pass. But I, I think this is really dangerous. The more I read through this, this could affect people with their rights to their children and the vaccines. This could this could uh, give rights, uh, take away rights from the citizens to voice their diversing opinions on uh, government officials. I mean, is this what they're working towards? Is this what they really want? Because if this is what they really want, the citizens of Connecticut shouldn't have voted them in the last time, Bob. Well, obviously, and you're seeing socialism at work. You're seeing the elimination of of any type of opposition. You're seeing the elimination of freedom of speech. You're, You're seeing a controlling Democratic Party who has very, very strong beliefs and loves of socialism, of communism, to take away your rights, and by taking away your rights to opinion, you're taking away basically the heart, the fabric of our country, and theoretically, you have eliminated competition. So you can do whatever you want to do as an elected official, and it's inherently wrong, it's against our state constitution, and it's against our federal constitution, and it needs to be stopped right now. It's a, it's a bad, bad law to say the least. Um, it's this one too. Resolution proposing a state constitutional amendment concerning voting rights for certain residents of the state. I didn't realize that voting rights was a big issue. Um, clearly for the Democrats, it is. They tell us that we're inherently race, racist because we don't want blacks and minorities or gays to vote, which is absolute hogwash. Um, what is this bill all about, Bob? Basically, if you're an illegal immigrant in the state of Connecticut, you will be able to vote. And there's also another law which is separate from this to allow those individuals who are incarcerated in state prisons to be able to vote also. Both laws, as far as far as I can tell and from my research, are against the state constitution. So I don't even know how they can bring them up. And if they pass, I don't know how they could be legal. They always say that it's our most important right, the right to vote. It's at the uh, core of our values, right? Well, if it is, then, then why can somebody just come on over and vote a Democrat in? Because if they knew that they were going to vote a Republican in, they wouldn't care about their voting rights, would they, Bob? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it makes no sense. They are not a legal resident of the state of Connecticut. They do not have any legal right to vote in an election. Simple. That, that's not going to happen, right, Bob? I hope not. I hope not. But again, with the supermajority the Democrats have in the House and in the Senate in Connecticut, you never know what's going to happen. But I think people are going to be outraged enough. And I know, uh, again, a lot of people, a lot of conservative libertarian groups are starting to get involved in looking at some of these laws. And I'm sure they're lobbying uh, behind the scenes to say, 
that this should this should be dead on water. This should ne- not be able to go anywhere whatsoever. And this is being floated in New York. It's been floated. I th- I don't know in California. I think I think they're very close to allowing. Yeah, they're, close to- they're very. Yeah, they're going to they're going to pass that. I mean, this is just. I mean, how do you have how do you have a country anymore? Well, the problem in California, if they do pass it, it's going to be a constitutional challenge, and I'm sure it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And I just hope the Supreme Court has enough common sense, I would assume so, saying, no, that is not part of your state constitution, and you can't ratify or rework your state constitution to say a person here illegally, non-citizen, can vote in your election. Bob, tell everybody where they go check you out. Check out switchspeakblogspot.com. Please follow me on Twitter, at switchspeak. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. I was just uh, screaming at the top of my head to the guys before we came back on. Uh, a message I got on Facebook telling me that my account my account is being shut down for a little while because I had a picture of Hunter Biden. If anybody's seen the meme of Hunter Biden and his thong floating with the balloon, which is supposed to be the balloon that was coming over our shores, no no nudity at all. They told me that it was exploitation of adult material in a sexual nature. Now, isn't that interesting coming from people that share anything to do with Hunter Biden? You have got to be kidding me. Yeah, so, drag queens, um, drag queen story hour is fine on Facebook, but not that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, the, he's not nude. I don't. I, they're so they're so full of it, dude. Anybody that supports the Biden family and sticks up for Hunter Biden is a piece of garbage, anyway. So I'm not really all that worried about any. <laughs> you know of this. what I'm laughing at? Roseanne Barr mm. has come out and said, uh, "You know what's my de- what's my gender? Your gender is get a job. That's your gender." And she goes, <laughs> she goes, my pronouns are kiss my ass. Uh, she's still raw, huh? Yeah. Good. good. Yeah, Roseanne's good people. She's a good people. All right, man. Um, we're doing the round out. I just wanted to mention this real quick, guys. Uh, the House Oversight Committee Chair James Corner on Thursday issued a letter demanding Biden family members deliver troves of documents and communications relevant to the probe and to the Biden family for wire fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, along with six other potential violations. So uh, the letters were sent to Hunter, okay, who, who has that wonderful meme floating on the balloon, and James Biden, along with family business part, partner Eric Schwern, requested a host of both classified and unclassified. Uh, you know, things keep dropping every day. It, it kind of just... I don't expect anything from all this. I know I'm a jaded person, cynical, whatever you want to say. I, I, I don't know, CV. I just don't think that this stuff's ever going to um, amount to much of anything. Well, whether it does or it doesn't is irrelevant to the fact that we still have to pursue justice in the hopes that justice will prevail eventually. Hey, did you hear, did you hear about the uh, new information coming out about how the uh, U.S.— did blow up that pipeline? I heard the about Nord Stream. What, what? Tell me what happened again, if you can. They apparently planted a device and then set it off later, like a couple of months later. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm, I'm, they do a lot of bad things. They yeah. create wars. So. Are you saying that the U.S. would do something deliberate to <laughs> to, to 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 plant propaganda? And cause an, a situation that might possibly lead to world war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another. Tr- that's another thing I'm we're looking sh- at. Sh- we're looking I'm, at. I'm, we're being I'm drawn shocked. in. We're being drawn into a war with Ukraine and Russia. And you know what our, if, our military is going to get involved, and, it's gonna, and it could very easily become a nuclear war. Yeah. Well, that's that's happening under uh, the guise of American 
exceptionalism. We do. This is the American way. This is what America does. You know what? Yeah, well, <laughs> Not really. Well, I mean, just yesterday, just yesterday, the U.S. military uh, fighters uh, shot down an unknown object flying over northern, the northern yes. coast of Alaska, yep. yes. uh, and, and and on orders, uh, apparently on orders by President uh, Joe Biden from the White House. Mm. Uh, but President uh, Joe National- Biden can't order his own lunch, <laughs> let alone a military drill. <laughs> that was probably yeah, like, that was probably like, our own we- weather balloon trying to make him look tough. Probably. Well, yeah. So supposedly it was like at about it was flying at about forty thousand feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flights. Mm-hmm. Not known of any uh, knowledge that it was uh, engaged in surveillance, but asked about the object uh, objects downing. Biden on Friday said only that it was a success. So who knows? Uh, I mean, was it another Chinese weather balloon? Who knows? Which is, was really a supply balloon. China's now wanting their spy balloon back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's it's just, just nuts. What are you going to do? Tape it together? This uh, five trillion zillion pieces yeah. on the uh, on the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Don't they yeah, have enough a- Chinese spies in the DNC office centers throughout the nation <laughs> that have to send a balloon out there to spy on us? Don't they have that's- all our information anyway, Miss yeah. Debbie that's Washerman a- Schultz? That's a question. That's a question best asked to Eric Swaldwell. I mean, I'm- <laughs> you know, I, oh, I did you- see that Sidewinder hit that balloon in a video, and there was a puff of a large puff of smoke. What was that smoke? I don't think that smoke came from the missile. Because the missile doesn't have to, the missile's not going to hit a balloon and blow up. It's just going to go through it, pierce it. Yeah, that's a little. That is. And a there was weird. a lot of smoke involved. What was that maybe smoke? Something bad was on there. I don't know. You tell me. It was maybe a bioweapon, maybe. Thing. Maybe, maybe they just did it to to make it look good. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, you can never trust these people anymore. No. You know, Joe Biden makes an address from a Hollywood studio. He's not even at the I, White House. I know. It's so pathetic. It's like my he's God. At the George, were... He's at the Georgia White House, and every time they want to attack Donald Trump, well, but yeah, well, you know what? Even if you don't like President Trump, he talked to the media every day. You may not have liked what he had to say. You may not like the positions that he held, and you may not like his supporters. But he talked to you bastards every step of the way, and this guy avoids you like the plague because he doesn't want you to see what's actually going on inside his melted brain that he gets in front of the world and makes an absolute ass of himself. Yeah. That's why. Here's another thing we have to worry about. We have two years before the next presidential election to fix our, to, to correct our rigged elections and make them, you know, well, depend, dependable again. And now what they're doing is that uh, rank voting that as we've seen in Alaska, which robbed that other, that candidate who I can't remember her name, but she was a great, great mega candidate. And she was robbed mm-hmm. of that, of that one in the primaries because of rank mm-hmm. voting, which is so complex, so complicated. I can't even tell you how it even works. And now it's like spreading to other states around the country. Yeah, well, you know, the the uh, problem is the steal of the election really started years and years earlier, Brian. I mean, they instituted these uh, ballot machines and they instituted sure. a way of voting that they could take advantage of. And they, they, they didn't really have a reason to use it before Donald Trump. Once we put Donald Trump in, that's when that's when they put the wheels on the wagon, I guess, so to speak. I remember going the first time I ever went and, and voted um, back in 2000 for the presidential election. You know, you went into the ballot box and and it, you know it was a bunch of knobs and a curtain yeah. and a and yeah, a lever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how we counted ballots back in the day. And 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 all they had to do is look at the the ticker on the back of the of the machine and they knew how many votes for for this person and how many votes were for that person. And that's why you knew the result of the election that night. Now they they involved all these machines and all this hand counting and this after ballot, you know, mailing crap. You know, it's it's they did it on purpose to make a very confusing and 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 chaotic, a chaotic situation. And therefore, um, we're never going to have true elections ever again. Overcomplicating the issue. 
Yeah, we're just never gonna. We're gonna. We're never gonna have true elections. Yes, we are gonna have true elections again because we're gonna fight until we win. Take care of those ballot boxes first. Yeah. Like, like when you say fight, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gonna physically fight? We're talking about civil war, or what are we? What are we talking about? We're gonna fight in the courts because we saw how the fight in the courts went when, 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 when Donald Trump and all of these other, you know, Carrie Lake and all the others, when they went to to the courts, the courts who are, you know paid for by George Soros and the elite of the of the New World Order um they're they're they they got nowhere so yeah, how how are we going to fight we could take it all the way know. to the Supreme Court and I know they they rejected uh, the case they also they didn't take it up they right. rejected yeah, the case also bunch of turncoat cowards right, so but, yeah. how are we going to so are, how are we going to fight there are ways to, you, we, we, there are other courts there are are, are other judges some judge who has mortal moral fortitude could easily you know uh change the tide on these things because we're gonna have they to do something all those judges that did that and they were going to have, i know and i know i know the supreme court too they were all intimidated we know damn well that's yeah. what happened yeah. you know damn well they were intimidated and now they still have these these ballot boxes these ballot machines they haven't replaced any of that they're still using them Last time around, oh, we're going to change it this time. You're using the same machine. How are you going to change it? This time around, it wasn't as bad as the last time. Yeah, because they gave us a couple wins, so it didn't look so bad. All right, guys. God bless America. Same freedom time, same freedom station. You know where to be here with Freedom on Deck. Have a great Saturday. <laughs>